A lot of day games this week, which means the manager of the Boston Red Sox. Got pushed till today. So he joins us now. Uh, Alex Kors, brought to you by Arbella Insurance, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Alex, how you doing, man? It's Lou and Christian. Doing good, doing good. How are you guys? Good, but we don't have a song. I mean, I need a song this year. You got another favorite song? Last year we had a nice one. I like that kind of getting into the interview. So we got we to talk about that one. The theme. Yeah, the nice theme for this year needs to be identified. Okay, We're hoping you can help us with it. Right, we'll, we'll get that feel going. So, hey, so Alex, you know, uh, six games in, and I feel like, you know, this is like September baseball. I'm like, I feel like <laughs> I'm worn out. Like, I feel like every single game has been like, you know, a pressure cooker and so important. I mean, do you guys feel the same way? Just how how the season has started. Uh, I mean, every it's been good baseball, which is great. It's uh, I mean, if you're gonna put everything in perspective, is better baseball than the one we played last year early on, right? So, uh, I mean, close games. I think playing in New York it gives a different feeling to the start of the season, right? And um, in Detroit, I think the last well, in, in nineteen. Uh, Last year we lost two out of three over there. I think in nineteen the same thing happened. So we took two out of three. Um, I mean it's just six games out of one hundred and sixty-two. But I think the the thing is that it, we started in New York, and that makes it probably a bigger deal than it, it, what it actually is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, do you feel like it's was this um was navigating and you know managing the first six games with a shortened spring training was it a little bit more challenging that than you originally expected? Um, it, it was in a, in a sense that you you know if there's certain guys they're not where they will be and uh, you have to make sure you use those guys especially the bullpen and uh, um, we did a good job I think overall uh, obviously uh, yesterday wasn't the perfect way to uh, you know that game kind of like got out of control at the end but we ended up getting 27 and and the, and the win. And uh, we finished a, a road trip. You know, we went three and three, which is, which is a positive. It's not great, but it's not bad. You know, uh, we we won the last series. We played good baseball in New York, a walk off win and one big swing by uh, Stanton. But uh, overall, uh, you know, we we're doing a good job. <clears throat> the positive is the defense. We we've been playing good defense so far, which is very important. We we worked so hard in the in spring training, trying to get the guys in certain positions and spots. And then make plays, and so far they've done that. So Garrett Whitlock is such a weapon for you guys, and, and you know the way you've used him here the first week or so. I was, I was, I was a little surprised. I got second game in Detroit because the game was three nothing. I figured, okay, when this guy comes in, he's such a weapon. Hold that lead and get you that W. But you were bringing him in that game whether you scored or not. At the time, you were down three nothing. Was that just you like the lineup coming up, or was it just that day he was throwing? No, 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 no. He was coming in if we if we would have scored, not. Three nothing. Uh, Moore was going back. Okay. We obviously got him up, just you know, thinking that 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 was a uh, it was a good chance we were going to score. But uh, if not, we were going to stay away from him. But uh, it, it's one of those that we we got to keep him stretch out, uh, especially now early on, and and then we'll make decisions when we have to. But uh, it's it's a good combination between him and and Rich. Rich, I thought threw the ball extremely well, uh, keeping them off balance. Uh, and we'll continue to do that. And um, you know, we we got some capable guys too that can get out when when Witt is not there. And that's what we we feel pretty confident. You know, um, obviously there's certain days that it doesn't look perfect, but over 162, there's going to be a lot of days like that. But uh, you know, we're pretty confident that what we're trying to accomplish here is going to work and is going to give us a chance to 
be more aggressive the day before and have a lot of people rested the next day. And, you know, that's what, uh, two out of five days, knowing that Nate is going to go probably deeper into the game when after right after Rich and Witt. And uh, it just didn't work out. Yesterday, Detroit put some great at-bats. It was yeah. a lot of foul balls. I don't know how many, but it, it looked like they were fouling enough, good pitches, and he had 100. We went to Barnes, and then with Davis, he didn't get the lefties out, and then so on and so on. But uh, uh, I like I like with, you know, keeping, you know, three innings, stretch him out, and, and, and see – what happens the rest of the season. You know, it's funny because I was actually looking at him almost like a guy like, like Pedro when he's on the mound. You know he's going to give you 8-9, almost give you the bullpen a day's rest. But the days when Whitlock is playing, the day before and the day after, it's almost the same effect, right? He gives your entire bullpen a rest. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's supposed to work that way. But as you know, uh, you can, like, map it out, right? The, the game will dictate what we do and and – down three, down four, do you bring him in? But the thing is that if you don't bring him in that day, then the next day he has to pitch, right? Because you, you want him to, to to keep his his innings up there and then just in case something else happened or if we change plans and we flip-flop uh, him and, and Whit, uh, Hill and Whitlock because of who you're going to match up. So, uh, But for now, it's, it's, a, it's a great feeling, right? He's thrown the ball well. Uh, we were actually talking yesterday uh, before the game, uh, Jason and and um, some of the guys, Andrew too. If you think about it, Heim was also in the conversation. How many innings has he pitched with this team down in the score, or you know, like out of out of the game? I think probably one game. It was uh, the third game of the season last year, right? Mm-hmm. Probably one more, but everything else has been high leverage, and and for him to. To pitch this way, uh, we we talk about it in 19, right? The ace reliever always facing the heart of the lineup with the game on the line. Well, he's done that for for a year and a week, right? And uh, he's been so good. Uh, we don't take him for granted. We know that at one point, you know, he's going to struggle at one point. But we love the player. You saw the commitment. And uh, we're very happy that he's with us. So, Alex, we've been doing a lot of talking about contracts and extensions and rumors and sources and whether it be Devers or, you know, Bogarts, or now I see another column there about Nate Valdi. Like, how is this being, like, how are the, how is the team doing with all these rumors and, you know, conversations? Are, are they aware of it, or do you have to manage it and explain it? How does it work in the clubhouse? Uh, in the clubhouse, you just prepare for your opponent, right? Uh, that's the way it's, it's been in this game, and in, it will always be, right? Uh, there's a business out of it, and there's a competition side of it. And at the end of the day, you have to show up every day and play. So uh, probably, you know, some guys, they talk between themselves or they talk to their agents, but uh, it really doesn't matter. I believe, you know, that, you know, where you at with your contract, right? You still have to pose and you have to perform. Uh, if you want to be one of the best free agents in, in the market next year, well, you have to, you have to hit, you have to play good defense. And uh, if, if you do that, we benefit from it, right? And at the end, the goal is to win ball games. And um, you know, from top to bottom, everybody's in the same page. Uh, I, I do believe what we went through in in October last year has given us something else, right? Uh, it's it's kind of like we didn't have this feeling in '19 coming from the World Series. It's kind of like unfinished business, and we know it's 162, and it's going to take a lot of work to to get to October. But uh, it's been really good. It's been very 
the guys have been locked in in their work. And, um, you know, so far, obviously, the only people that bring it up is the media. And uh, obviously, they have a job to do with that. So, Alex, um, we're talking to Alex Core. Al- I remember you talking about the relievers you were concerned with coming out of spring training. Maybe those guys were a week behind. And one of those guys that looked like it in camp was Jake Diekman, right? This guy was, you know, great career. And, and th- what you expected was what you saw on Sunday night, maybe, when you got him. But going to him in that game, 2-3-4, Sunday night baseball, and what you had seen in camp leading up to that, that had to be somewhat uneasy. But then again, he- he's lights out. How much does that build the confidence, not just with him, but that relationship with you and him? Um. You know, we we saw it in in, in the, the first game of the season, right? He came in and the velocity was up. It was up to ninety five, which is one of the things that some of them were missing in Fort Myers, and uh, it just happened that it was the X raining rule and all that. And there were certain matches that we liked better, and we took him out. But uh, going into the game, obviously they have the the right the righties, right? But coming into the season, we thought our lefties can do the job against right-handed, right-handed hitters. And uh, when his velocity is up, then there's separation in the slider. And that day, you see the pitches that he made. It was a great at-bat against uh, Judge. But then uh, the pitches he made to Stanton, right? He, he went, I think it was fastball slider. No, no, slider, fastball, fastball, down and away. And that's what we were looking for. And, and one of the things, you, you have to trust your, 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 your players, right? And uh, J.D. always talk about Jake that it's hard to pick up the ball. You know, the slider is really good, and the ball gets on you with life. And uh, you know, we got him for a reason, and, and it was his turn that day, and he did an amazing job. I love the fact that he didn't get caught up in the moment. You know, like, uh, it's not about being the closer or the setup guy. It's about getting out. He came in yesterday, and he almost got out of it. Uh, but then Hansel came in, and he did the job. So we got a lot of interesting guys, interesting Pitches, right? Sliders and change-ups and lefties that throw hard and others that throw change-ups. And we're going to try to mix and match until everything's settled. But I think at the end of the day, to be honest with you guys, uh, if, if we get Barnsley where he was last year early in the season, he's going to make it a lot easier to, for me, right? Uh, I, I do believe he's getting close. The breaking ball is a lot better probably than in the second half of the season. Uh, and if we get the velocity up, then – we got our guy, and then from there, you know, seven, eight, we can mix and match and, and, and take care of guys also, and uh, we should be in a good spot. So I wanted to ask you about Trevor's story because I know it's been kind of like an off-and-on thing with the short camp, late signing, birth of a child, the f- food poisoning. But I know a lot of people say, you know, when Xander's out of that lineup, he is not going to be moving over to shortstop, correct? And if not, like... So correct, what? yeah, so correct. Is, yep. it, is it him just solely working to try to get accustomed to second base, or is that just a, I guess, a territorial sort of thing, too, that you don't want to get involved in? No, 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 no. It doesn't. I actually asked him, you know, like, uh, when when we do this, and uh, the Jays went, went through this last year with Simeon, uh, and, and I think the deal was with Charlie that whenever Bichette didn't play, Simeon uh, plays short, and then he won a gold glove at second, right? Uh, and I think it's more about getting used to the position and, uh, and, and just, just every repetition for him is a learning experience. And then you go to short and you move back and forth. Uh, people might say, ah, it's only one day, but it, it's one less day at the position you're going to play every day. And uh, for every, everybody talks how great he is at short. Uh, he's a great second baseman right now. And, and he hasn't played 
too many games. It's just the range, and it helps us with certain alignments. You know, we can be more aggressive in certain areas, moving him or or, or keeping, you know, Xander in the hole or, or Christian. So uh, it's been a pleasure to watch. I know it's been less than three games or whatever it is, but you see him. One of the things I – Lou, you know defense, and, and it, it's one thing to be quick, right? Like like you have that first step. You're, you're a quick defender. Uh, I was a slow runner, but I was a quick defender. But he has both. He's quick and, and, and fast on defense, and you don't see that very often. And um, he makes good decisions. He communicates great. Uh, already him and Xander, you know, you, you, you see them talking defense. You see Rafi talking defense also during the game, which is very important because, as you know, Lou, like sometimes these offensive shortstop, where they're talking on the field, it's like, I missed that fastball. You know, I should crush this pitch. And now mm-hmm. they're so locked in that you can see the difference. And the same way he's helping those two to become better defenders, those two are going to help him to become a better offensive player. All right, uh, all right, Alex. So for me, this is my last one for you. Now I want you to just humor me That's on this it? one, okay? Humor me on this one, and I don't want you to do me a favor, okay? Because uh, Lou mentioned Jake Diekman. I want you to like to, to just focus in on Jake Diekman, and, and then next time we talk to you, I want a confirmation or not. Like, if Craig Kimbrell and Chris Sale had a baby, it would look like Jake Diekman. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's uncanny. It's uncanny. Like, you, I want check it out. Don't be saying anything to him. Alex, I'm going? telling you. It, he looks like a, a mix between Craig Kimbrell and Chris Sale. Yeah, a little bit. Even, even yeah. Diekman's got a little bit of Chris Sale attitude in him. He he does. He does. Uh, I, 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 Just check it out for me. Save. I want you to the see. Quotes after the quotes the quotes after the game, yeah. they were great. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's true. You know, he – the way when, – when we recruited him, we were talking to him, and uh, actually I spoke to Mitch Moreland about him. He Mitch was like, you're going to love him because he doesn't care. You know, he wants to win ball games. He can be in the sixth. He can be in the ninth. He doesn't pitch for five days. He pitches four days in a row. You'll get the same individual, which is awesome. And uh, if you guys look at <clears throat> the way – they used him last year in Oakland. It was that way. You know, sometimes he pitched up seven, sometimes down seven. Uh, base loaded, no outs. Base loaded, one out. Uh, lefties, righties. And uh, he's just uh, – in that aspect, he's very similar to Craig and, and Chris. You know, like they just go out there and give your – the best and whatever happens happens and but I'll take a look at the picture just and I'll have a, yes. a better idea next week. Yeah. I'm telling you, you're going to see it. All right. Hey, <laughs> but before we go, I want to ask you. So if you had one of the greatest pitchers, you know, in the history of the game and he's aging with arm troubles oh, from last man, year. I love managing the Red Sox. I love managing the Red Sox. Perfect hey, through no, seven. No, no, no. How hard? Hey, the last time, hey, listen, listen. You pulled listen. him in the 80 pitches, Kershaw. Talk, listen, 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 listen. The last time we talk about other managers and other teams, yeah, people got upset, so I, I'm not gonna go there. You know, hey, I manage the Red Sox. I love my team. Right. Yes, sir. We took Nate with 100 pitches in the fifth inning, so let's leave it at that. All Hopefully, right. I have to make the decision, right? There you go. And yeah. then, and then after that, well, you guys, you guys can ask me the next week why I left it in or I took him out. All right, sounds good. All right, Fridays at Fenway tomorrow, <laughs> opening day, two o'clock way go, but hey, still Nets should be good. Celtics, huh? Yep, there you go. You got it all going on. Hey, good luck tomorrow, opening day against Minnesota. We'll talk Thank to you, you guys. next week. Right, I'll later. see you guys around. Take right, care. There Bye-bye. you go. That's Alex Core. All right, listen, when we come back, um, we got to get into that a perfect game situation out with the Dodgers as well. And Joe List, uh, local comedian for Laugh Boston, he joins us at 3.30.